Hey, welcome into the Coach Bodo's podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. We're still on Twitter. At Coach Bono's Show. Check out the Facebook pages. Search for Coach Bono's Show. And you can email us at coachbonoshow at gmail.com. This is episode 65. And coming in to review the Week 11 action in the NFL is our most popular returning contributor. Ladies, if you're in the greater Denver area, take out some Tyler's Pro V1 golf balls. He will magically appear. He's a man of style, sophistication, and he remains undefeated against home pregnancy tests with a record of 53-0-1. He's the real reason Sierra moved to Denver. Check out his new book, available on Amazon, Russ May Cook, But I Can Eat. His mother named him Ricardo. Here we call him Uncle Rico. My main man, Ricardo Gerbellini, in the house. In the house. In the O'Connor Advisory don't, Group Studios. Don't put any Pro-V-1s out this week. I ain't going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, wait till next week. Until next week. And, and Santa Claus Rico will be ready for you. <laughs> Maybe that's what you ought to do. That'd be a good gimmick for you. Santa Rico? Santa Rico? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. As always, Uncle Rico's appearance is brought to you by Stitch Fix. You get $25 off your first box of Stitch Fix. Check out the link in the show notes. Follow the link and save today. All right, we got that out of the way. Uncle Rico, what's <laughs> happening, brother? It's so good to see you in person. It's been a bit. It has. It's been just a hair of a bit. It, it's, it's unusual to have people here at the office. I'm sorry, at the... O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. The, the, the hidden studio, <laughs> yes. Well, it, it is a hidden studio. We try to, we try to be kind of, we don't, we don't want to be mainstream. No, 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 of course not. No, it's been good. It's been good. It's been one of those where I, I'm, I'm playing a little bit of catch-up. Interesting week of football. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Some stats that will pop your eye a little bit. Minnesota jumps to mind. Yeah, uh, well, let's get into we'll get it. it. We'll get in there. Let's get, we'll get into, into it. it. I, I think the first thing we want to talk about, though, is the Chiefs. Chiefs. You know, I think we got to talk about that. I Sunday night, the Chiefs with the late heroics from Mahomes and Kelsey. But not unexpected. Not unexpected. I don't think it was unexpected I, at all. I called it before it even happened. Yeah. I was sitting there and watching, because I, I, ju- I just gotten in, the game had started, and I'm watching it, and I was just chit-chatting, and, and that's, well, but they're leading, the word behind. It's like, yeah, but there's too much time on the clock. It's not yeah. going to matter. I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And what happened was exactly what I thought was. Yeah, the Chiefs, I don't want to say the Chiefs dominated the game. But no, they were, no. But throughout the game, they they had the game in hand. I mean, there was no point where I was like, oh, man, this Chargers team's got them. I wasn't worried. And I then worried, yeah. when the Chiefs went ahead in the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, they got this. The, the one part where I got worried for, I mean, literally a second, was when... Herbert popped the 48-yard play oh, yeah. on the last possession that got them into the red zone. Because I didn't think the Chargers were even going to get to the red zone. Yeah. And when it got in the red zone, I went, okay. But they're going to score, and they will score. And when they do, they're going to leave too much time on the clock. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has got two timeouts in the minute 40. That's what I. That was exactly what I was saying. You have to own that clock. Yeah. If you if you score quickly now, you've left too much time on the clock, which yeah. is what basically happened. Is that yeah. Now, full disclosure: we're doing the podcast right now. It is the first half of the Monday night game. About halfway through the second. Quarter. About halfway through the second quarter, Kittle just scored, um, and you know Uncle Rico. This is his his, his guy Garoppolo here. So he's he's loving this so far. Yeah, yeah, keep, two touchdowns. Keep it telling me how awful he is as he keeps throwing touchdowns. 
Hey, but back to Mahomes. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I was thinking about this with Mahomes last night. Yeah. It was, I have always said, not always, but I have said for the last few years that I think the most talented quarterback I've ever seen, just physical skills, is Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that he is a better quarterback than like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And, and I even take John Elway, Dan Marino, Joe Montana. But the just more, most physically skilled guy I've ever seen, I think, is is, is Aaron Rodgers. I except, think last night I changed my mind. Except this it, year. I, well, not even just this year. <laughs> I think when you, I think he's now been in the league, Mahomes has, oh, yeah. long oh, enough true. now yeah, yeah. that, you know, it's not, I, I didn't ever think it was a flash. No. But I, but I wanted to see now, what I've seen with Patrick Mahomes is kind of what we've been talking about all season. How... And we hear it every week. It gets a little annoying if you're a Chiefs fan. I'm not even a Chiefs fan. It annoys me yeah. how you talk about Tyreek Hill not being there. I'm sick of the conversation around Tyreek Hill. Uh, they really need to let that go. They do need to let that go. And what's funny about it is we both predicted this. We said they're going to talk about this every week. And, and then we both said did. he's going to be a better quarterback long run. Come on, Mahomes. Yeah. Without yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And, and we said there's going to be times where he's not going to be as good. There's going to be some curves in the learning curve. Yeah. But we've already seen it. And he's already better because he's yes. got the receivers with Juju Smith-Schuster, who was out this week. Um, Nicole, Nicole Hartman, Hartman was out. Yeah. But then you've got guys who um, they get out there and they, they know their role. They play their role. Sky Moore, a few others. that. Yeah. They run their routes. Mahomes knows who they're going to be because of the offense. And he's got trust in them now. Yes. It's yes. not just schoolyard, hey, Tyree, get deep. And in the long run, that's better because you lose speed over time. Even yeah. Tyree Kill will slow down at some point. Yeah. The other thing is Travis Kelsey <laughs> is not a tight end. Travis Kelsey is a wide receiver one. He's he's got to get he he he's not. How can I say this? I agree with you, but they have to put him at a position. Yes, I mean he's a tight end. But what I mean is, I wouldn't line him up at wide receiver one, but he plays like a wide receiver yeah. one. And yes. what I mean is, his production is wide receiver one. Now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean his absolutely. his production is as good as any wide receiver is going to be in the league. Yes, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, um, the. the, the Cream of the Cooper Cup. Poor guy. He is in that level, yeah. and he's doing it as a tight end. And doing as a tight end. Yeah, he's up there with a, you know, a Gronk, uh, a, you know, a, a Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Any tight end, any, any yeah. legendary tight end. You can throw out there Shannon Sharp. You can throw, you can throw Kittle out there. Yeah. What Kelsey is doing is at that top level of yeah. tight end play. Yeah. And definitely where they are outshining most receivers. Yeah, I think that if you look, I, mean, I think Kelsey Pentel Zero is at the game. Um, oh, okay, okay. All right. We get distracted. We're, we got distracted here for a moment. After Kittle's uh, touchdown, they're showing him getting a Lucha Libre mask from the famous Mexican wrestler Pentel Zero. Um, <laughs> famous in Mexico. He, oh, super fake. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Oh, huge down there. He's huge. Sure, sure. He's actually wrestles in AEW here. As well, uh, yeah, that's how we know him here. But okay. he down there, he's like huge in AAA wrestling. Yeah, okay, yeah. So anyway, um, back to the Travis Kelsey thing. I digress. Um, 
Travis Kelsey, it, he's giving you the production of a wide receiver one. Oh, yeah. And he and Mahomes have a little bit of that schoolyard stuff. A little bit. But they really, it's really just Kelsey's so big. He, he and Gronkowski are the two that, you look at like the historically good tight ends. Yeah. Those two, um, you could argue Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp. Um, I don't know what I'm thinking of in there as well. Kellen Winslow Sr. would be up there for me. I mean, there's there's a few of those guys. Yeah, yeah there's a few. But but, I, but if you look, the production that you get from a Gronkowski before he retired, and now with Kittle, or with Kelsey, and Kittle's a step below them, but I mean, yeah. not far below. He's right he, there. He's, he's very right athletic there, as yeah. well. The difference, I think, with Kelsey is Kelsey's more like Gronkowski in that even when he's covered, he's open. Yeah. And I was telling Peyton this last week. We're watching the end of the game. And I said to him, I would love to meet Travis Kelsey. The one thing I'd love to do if I met Travis Kelsey is shake his hand. Yeah. I'll bet he has the strongest fucking grip. Uh, and he's got big hands. I, I, he's got big hands. And I will bet that he can just, because the strength that he has to have to snag passes the way he does in coverage. Oh, yeah. He uses that big body. And, you know, I used to joke and call um, Gronkowski the polar bear. Yeah. Because all you do is throw it near him and he'd catch it because he was a freak athlete. Yeah. Kelsey's become that. Yeah, they're taller than most backs. Yes. They're they're definitely, size-wise, they they dwarf most backs. Yeah. So as long as you're you're getting past the first five yards, you're taller than most everybody that's there. You know, you're not. It's not even a jump ball like when you have you know taller wide receivers out by the by the sidelines. They're coming up over the middle. They're bigger than everybody. There. Yeah. You know, unless you have you know one of those like Ray Rice type linebackers that have size and speed, they're going to win that fight. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't you can't cover Kelsey with a tight end with a with a, with a linebacker. Nope. You can't cover him with a corner because he's too small. You have to use a safety, but you got to bracket cover. You got to boost the safety over the top, and then you have to have a linebacker underneath. Uh, I, I just don't know how you do that. I, he's a he's a problem for everybody. Oh boy. Oh. He ain't gonna make it. He ain't gonna make it. Big long play for the Cardinals here. With the flag. The I think it's coming back. Yeah, that's, I think so too. So, but yeah, I, the Chiefs did what they're supposed to do. They had the best record. Their title. Oh, I'm sorry, they had the second best record in the league. Best record in the AFC. Yes, I, I would say this still. also about Mahomes, and, and I want to compare him to what we where the where we saw him a couple of years ago. Yeah, what he looks like now is kind of what we asked of him a couple of years ago. He needs to diversify his throws, get more receivers involved, see more yeah. of the field. Yes, and where he was a couple of years ago, he was a little less mature. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that vision. Yeah, but when you look at his numbers this year, you see he's spreading the ball around to not three. Five, six, seven, I think in one game, ten. Ten receivers in one game. In one game. That's the kind of play that we were looking <coughs> for from him a couple years ago, saying when he matures and can do that, yeah. he will change from one of these really, really good receivers to what will become a great receiver, yeah. one of those legends. If he persists like he's doing right now, he's the, he sets the bar now for <coughs> Tom. Yeah, you know, and I, he's chasing Tom Brady now. Now, the legitimately, he has the skill set and the vision of game to chase a Tom Brady-type career. I think he's going to be in that. Yeah, I think, you know, I always say, I people will always say Tom Brady's the GOAT. And I don't like the, the whole thing of there's one better than everybody. I just, 
I think situations happen. I mean, Tom Brady's great. He's fantastic. Sure. But to me, there's really there's four or five at the top. It's Brady, it's Manning, Montana, Marino. Sure. And I include John Elway in there. Um, and I include John Elway because of the way he changed over his career. And, and won in two different decades. Yeah. And the way he changed his career saying, hey, I'm going to have to play more like this because these skills aren't there anymore. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I know yeah. where you're going with but that. But I, I think that... Mahomes has the ability to, and I think we know it, that he has that ability to beat one of those five. Yeah. He has the ability to be by far the best. I think I heard Nick Wright call him the Michael Jordan of football. He could be. He, he could he, be. That is what the upside potential is for him. Yeah. The, the thing, and I don't disagree. I, I understand what you're saying about GOAT. I think with Tom Brady, it applies. When you look at the number of rings yeah. he has, you really can't deny that. Well, yeah. And that's why I don't sit here and argue with hardcore. But yeah, it's. But I do but, think that. But if you're talking Michael Jordan level type, where you're talking, oh, we have you know two three peats in his history. Yeah. You're you're starting to approach the, this. This is him getting to that level. Yeah. Tom Brady is that equivalent in the NFL right now. And yes, you can say that you can talk about Peyton Manning. You can talk about Aaron Rodgers. You can talk about uh, pretty much any any of those legendary quarterbacks or those top tier quarterbacks. And it's always going to be comp- at this point, everyone's going to be compared to Tom Brady at yeah. the end of their career. I agree I because agree you're just not going to. It's always going to come down to is, can you put the team on your shoulders? Mahomes checks that box now. Absolutely. Unlike any other, like unlike most quarterbacks in the league right now, he checks that box. It says, and he's done it multiple times this year. He did it last night. I'm putting the team on my back. I'm going to march him down this field, yeah. and I'm going to finish this game. Yeah, he he does, and I think with with um, Mahomes, you also got to look at it and say he's just better physically skilled than everybody else. I think yeah, he's he well, just has he's, more he's up, to, there. He's yeah. up there. Yeah, and I think that the maturity he's now he's 27. Now. Yeah, this yeah. is his fifth year. Yeah, he is just now coming into his prime. Yeah, he's still going to get better. that we're going to have for the next. Let's call it six, seven years. I say six years at least. It's going to be nasty, and it's harder. You can't compare like they're trying to record, compare to Jordan is ridiculous because there's never been one player who was just better their whole career than everybody. Not even Brady. Brady was never. Even, yeah, this is true. Yeah, Brady yeah. was never. I mean, he has the most accolades at the end, but there was plenty of times where you would look and go. Well, Manning was better than Brady for this, this three this year, year, this four years. Yeah. yeah. Or they got in the playoffs, didn't yeah. make it. How many times they make the playoffs and not make yeah. the Super Bowl? They're not perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. not like that. So, and I would agree on that regard. Yeah. But when you when you shift sports like that, it's yeah. evaluated a little bit differently. Yeah. So I would say what he's done has not been done by another quarterback. Yeah. Uh, it'll be curious to see what Patrick Mahomes does the rest of his career to size up. Or exceed if you can. Yeah. Um, will do I think that Patrick Mahomes will get seven rings? Maybe he's he's got the potential there. Yeah. But can he reel that in through his career yeah. with what he has on the field at the time? Yeah. You I know, just don't know. Perfect. That, I don't know that that's a reasonable there. expectation. Yeah. It's it's too hard to do. You got to get to two before you get to seven. <laughs> this is true, <laughs> and he's chasing two. Now. And that's the other thing is it, it's it's hard in this league. You can't. Yeah. It's not even. We're not even talking like back to back repeats. We're not talking about repeats. We're talking about just winning in a mm-hmm. given year. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and everybody gets better, and then everybody plans for how they're going to play Mahomes. Yeah, it, it's a different animal. Um, 
let's jump around. We, we talked about the Chiefs game already, and that was kind of an amazing comeback win. I mean, it, at the end, I don't think there was any doubt what was going to happen that last I, possession. I knew. I, what yeah. happened was exactly what I expected to happen. Yeah. If it hadn't happened, that would have caught me off. Is it weird to say that if he hadn't marched down the field at a minute and 15, that would have surprised me if he hadn't done yeah, that? Yeah, I think it is because I was saying this. I said something to the family last night. We were watching. I said, I think he's the best two-minute quarterback I've ever seen. He certainly shows the skills for well, it. And I say that because he has the arm. It's hard to guard. Yeah. He, throw, he can throw a deep bomb while running away. Um, his other physical skills, he had the first down last night. He ran he, 20 He yards. ran 20 yards right and took off. Yeah. And he just took off because he was like, well, fuck, there's no safety in the middle of the field. They're I'm all, just going to go. They all got pulled away, and yeah. you've got 15 yards of empty space before you get anything, and the yeah. other guys are still running the wrong way. To get away from it. And that's where, like, I was, when they got the ball back, two timeouts, 145, the only thing you can say is, well, maybe there's a pick. Maybe there's a fumble. you gotta, but, you got to win that fight at the trench. you yeah. got to win with the pressure off the yeah. line. You're, otherwise, he, he's going to make something happen. Yeah, he does. So he, he's pretty incredible. The bigger, the other, like the, I really think the biggest story, even bigger than that game, yeah. was the Dallas Cowboys. Woo, stepped into Minnesota. Put a left boot right in the Vikings' ass. 40-3. to three. Stomped him. Wasn't even close. I mean, look, I've been in the guy for a few weeks now that said, I don't want to play that team in a one-game situation. Yes. But fuck, man. I mean, the Vikings, and, I, and I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins. That is going to be their Achilles heel. Is Kirk Cousins. Well, I would say yes. But, God damn, they were what, bad yesterday. What they did... Is they took away their best weapon. They covered Jefferson, mm-hmm. and to my sh- unfortunately for me, that sucks because I have him on my team. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, if you take away Jefferson, then you're relying on Cousins to be able to do the same with other weapons, and he can't. Do yeah, it. he's not that guy. No, you're right. Um, yeah, Justin Jefferson makes him a better quarterback. For sure, I, Justin Jefferson would make. Anyone. He'd yeah. make me. He'd make fucking, you and I a better quarterback. He'd make me an NFL fucking caliber quarterback because all I got to do is throw to him because he's that good. Yeah. But that's when you start talking, when we start talking about quarterbacks like that, and I know you feel this way about Garoppolo, and I know we both, I, I feel this way about Mariota, is under pressure, when you take away their best weapon, they're nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the difference, and here's where, like, you and I were talking last week about Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And I said, hey, I would agree with you. I'd almost take Jimmy Garoppolo in that case because Kirk Cousins was going to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Now, I give Garoppolo a lot of shit for throwing the interception in the Super Bowl with his eyes closed, you know, that kind of thing. But overall, if you look at what's happened with him now, or watching the game right now, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes because he's got some outstanding players. Yeah. Look at his fucking screen pass. I mean, it, that's how you He didn't even get touched until nine yards, until one yard before the, t- I mean, the first down. You, if, if you give anybody McCaffrey, uh, Debo Samuel, kill. Yeah. <laughs> they, he's got. <laughs> see, if you can, he, you can cover one of those, but you're not going to cover yeah. all of them. Now, There's going to be somebody see, there. And like, they have a good running game. And the Vikings should be doing the same thing because yes. they've got Dalvin Cook. Who Justin they didn't Jefferson, utilize correctly. No. Adam Thielen, and then they add Hawkinson to tight end. Look, that should be a Cadillac of an offense. Exactly. Problem is, they got a bum driving the car. Garoppolo may not be 
he well, I shouldn't say may not. He is not that high, high caliber Mahomes to uh, Josh Allen, whoever you want to put, yeah. whatever name you want to be there. But what he does do is he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He, he plays disciplined yeah. football, which is all the 49ers need him to do, and that's what I support. It's not that yeah. I think he's that great. He's not. No. Nobody thinks that he is. Yeah. But he doesn't screw yeah. up a lot. Yeah, my thing is that he's not going to go win you a game, but he doesn't have to win you a game with his team. He just has to be able to make sure that he gets yeah. one of his weapons the ball. Efficient and don't turn the ball over. Exactly. And that's all they need. Now, Dallas, on the other hand, whoa. I mean, people are saying, well, I mean, you know, they're they're done. And, you know, they're like, we could go there until my Dallas is done. And they're not good. Dak no, is bad. They no. should have stuck with. No. That's so, not Dallas. Dallas is a good team. The problem with Dallas isn't on the field. It's on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing about Dallas, is, and especially, is that they're going to falter if it comes down to a two-minute drill at the end of the game because yes. Mike McCarthy's a moron, doesn't know how to manage a clock. Yeah. He doesn't know how to finish. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened with Minnesota. Minnesota, they played their game all game long. They neutralized Jefferson. They didn't give Kirk Cousins options. They brought the defense play well. The offense was in sync, and they just stayed that way from the beginning. If Dallas does that... They'll do the, what they did to Minnesota. They can do to anybody. Yeah. They could do this to they are what they did last night. They could do to the Chiefs. That's but you got you got to come out the gate that way ready. Yeah. If you're trying to do this playing catch up in the third quarter, you are not going to get there yeah. with the Chiefs. But the way they did it to Minnesota, they owned that game from beginning to end, and they just cruised, and the score just kept going up and up because you're playing that yeah. consistently. Yeah, I think if you, and, and you've got a great comparison there. I think that if you look at Dallas and you go, man, they start hot, they're going to remain hot. Mm-hmm. And they've got the run game that keeps them in a game if they do get ahead and shorten the game. I'm going to tout Tony Pollard like crazy. Tony I think Pollard's he's the great. best running back they've got. I yeah. think he's and, and, way and better Zeke's than Zeke. Been, and Zeke's been hurt. And, 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 and I, what I do like when you see Zeke, I watched Peyton play Madden last night. Uh, at the end of the night, before I went to bed, and he he's playing with he's playing against the Cowboys. Uh-huh. And Zeke Elliott's got big fucking legs, even in oh, the yeah. video game. Yeah. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, I, the big thing when I've and I noticed this a couple weeks ago, we talked about this that you know Pollard has more yards per carry than Zeke, but if you look at the snaps. It's because Pollard gets in there on the passing downs. Yeah. A little less in the box. Of course, he's going to run for seven, you know, when it's third and ten, that kind of thing. Um, but I, the, the change of pace between the two of them yeah. is what makes that game more effective. If you don't have the dude, like a Derrick Henry, yeah, like a Jonathan Taylor, then having the committee works. Yes, yes. And running back. I'm a, I'm a believer. If you don't have the dude, give me a committee. Give me two. Give me three of them. The Chiefs have shown that. The Chiefs don't have that dude. But Pacheco's been really good. He's a fourth-round pick. And you mix in Hilaire. And and Hilaire. And then they had... um, Hilaire got hurt yesterday. They brought in... um, Was it McKinnon? They got a couple carries. I don't remember. But anyway, you you, you mix that up. And again, it's just different styles. Yeah. And so you run the plays for those styles. And that's... Yeah, that's that's part of the play calling. Um, the, The issue is... With the Cowboys about play calling is, where's it going to be when it's a hot contested game, two good teams in a close game? Yes, that's where if you have to ask them to finish strong, yeah. 
because it's it's a hotly contested, it's close at the end, you've got to drive down, you've got your two-minute drill. That is where Dallas has been vulnerable. And you can argue, we can, we have given Mike McCarthy a lot of shit for his fuck-ups at the end of the uh-huh. game. But let's be honest here, at the same time, Dak is not known for his finish. He's no. known to be, he's got a great arm, he commands that team. But in the two minutes, in the last two minutes of a game, his two-minute drill isn't that great. No, no, you don't want to leave the ball in Dak's hands to win the game with two minutes to go. And so you, I'd be okay. Now, what I would be okay with is giving Dak Prescott and that offense the ball with two minutes and the lead. Oh yes, yes, because I'm running. I'm running. We're I'm, running football. I'm running a two-headed monster. We're going to run the football the and, and I'm all gonna, day long. All yeah, day and long. I'm just going to yes. keep running football. So I, that's that's what I mean. I mean, I'm saying yes. that I don't expect him to come down and drive that team. He's not but, known to do it. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's where you can, we can give a little bit of that of, to Mike McCarthy because he does not manage ends of game very well. No. So some of that blame goes on McCarthy. But at the same time, if I'm, if I'm touting Dak the way people, Dallas fans tout Dak, show me he can finish. Yeah. It's well, not a question of the rest of the game. I know he can throw. I know he can yeah. lead. I know he's got the skills. This is a game management situation where he needs to finish. Yeah. yeah. Two games back at the Eagles. Yep. The Cowboys are real hard. You're not going to win. You're not going to get two games oh, back. I, I expect especially them to be when in the, the Eagles, yeah. especially when the Eagles have the first win. They won't win the division, but I expect them to yeah. be in the playoffs. Right now, Dallas would be the five seed. But when I look at Dallas Cowboys' schedule, this is the last three. Yeah. This is a rough ending. Home against the Eagles, at the Titans, at the Commanders. Yeah. Commanders play some good football right now. They're playing decent football, and it is an away game for them. So yeah. they're at home. In, That's and a, it's commanders at the commanders. Yeah. And so that makes gotta, it an interesting game. If you're the Cowboys, you got to get this game against the Giants on Thanksgiving. you got to have that. This week. Then you've got Colts, Texans, Jaguars. Those are winnable games. Those are three. you got to go three and up. you got to win you got to win all three. You do that, you're going to be sitting there. You win all four of those. Win Thanksgiving game, you win those three. You're sitting at 11 and three. To finish the season. You're in the season. You're, you're in. Yeah, yeah. You're you in go, the playoffs. You can yeah. go one and three in those last three and be okay. Because 12 wins will get you in. Yeah. 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 But I, I, it's a team that I, again, in a one-game situation, I don't want to play. Now, the Eagles came back this past week. Eagles, you know, dropped the game last week. First yeah. lost first the season. Were, they and were then two. they were getting whooped out the gate. Yeah, they did. yes. Yeah, they were, because they can't come back and forth. They had to yeah. score 14 in the last 10 minutes. Which I think says something about what a simplified playbook and game plan yeah. that Saturday's bringing to the table says about what the Colts are capable of doing Yeah, uh, if you're trying not to be cute. Yeah, the Eagles scored twice in the fourth quarter to, to, to come back beat the Colts 17-16. Yeah. Uh, Eagles were just stone cold for... Three quarter. I don't mean Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean they were just cold as ice. They didn't have shit going on. I mean for three and a half or three quarters plus, and then they get two touchdown drives. Defense holds them up, um, but it shows you. And, and you know, every year if you're going to be a championship caliber team, you're going to have that win that you have to come back. You got to slug it out a little yep. bit. I think that's good for the Eagles. I think them winning by fifteen every week's not good. No, this gives them a little bit of a. Of a, okay, all right. So Mike came up and slapped us in the face, and we came back and won. And it's an interesting that you know, yes, they did. They had the loss. They obviously carried that into this week, but they got it fixed in the end. Who do they have next? Or yeah, what's their next? Eagles week? schedule coming up here. 
Uh, Packers, Titans at Giants at Bears. The next four. So those are, I mean, those are all winning. They're going to be a favorite in all four. They'll be a favorite. The, the Packers, they should definitely win. Titans will be a tough game. Giants, I'm a little 50 50 on where the Giants sit right now. They got the record, but they don't. Yeah, not they haven't been dominant. Yeah. And I think we're going to know a lot about the Giants after Thanksgiving. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And then, you know, at the Bears, I think that comes down to a slugfest, the cold weather game. Yeah. Just can you stop Justin Fields? Because it's in Chicago. In Chicago. In Chicago. That's gonna be a cold game. So yeah, uh, we'll see. Eagles have got some, but then they've got they have the Cowboys, Saints, Giants to end it. So they're gonna be a favorite in every game. Yes. They could end up. I mean, I predicted they were gonna go. I said two weeks ago. I thought they'd go sixteen and one, but I had them losing to Dallas on Christmas on Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. So even they drop that, they're still fifteen and two. That's still fantastic. I think they could drop. I think they could split with the Giants and still lose the Cowboys, and they'd still have an incredible record yeah. walking out of the year. Yeah, and they're not going to get caught in the division. Yeah, they're they're next, two games ahead of Dallas, and they'll have a tiebreaker if they beat Dallas in the next. Game. I think they if they split with the Giants and split with the Cowboys, the only other real risk for me is that Tennessee game because yeah. that could go either way. Yeah, it depends on which Tennessee team shows up. Yeah. Tennessee's been better. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, this is kind of a parody. Like, the NF, we talk about there's this parody. And everyone's kind of the same. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this season. We've got all four teams in the AFC East, after 10 games, are all above 500. Yep. All four teams in the NFC East have played 10 games and are above 500. Who thought that would ever happen? The rest of the league, five teams are above 500. Yeah. Now, that's pending San Francisco tonight. Sure. Now, and they're ahead right now, and I suspect they're going to win. But that just makes it three, uh, three in the NFC, other than those three in the, otherwise, other than the four in the left yeah. in the East. Um, it amazes me because we're seeing this now. I think we see the separation. Yeah. So, in, yes. for instance, in the AFC, you've got. All the East is pretty good. The Jets just lost in a game against New England, ten uh, three. Did you see how that game ended? No, you didn't see how <laughs> no, it ended. It's, yeah. No, it's it's the uh, that's the uh, the Zach. Oh no, it's not oh, my fault. Fuck my you. God, I mean the Jets are out there. It's a slugfest. It's three three. You punt with thirty seconds to go. Yeah, they run the fucking punt back for a touchdown and win ten three. That that is some that's some Belichick shit right it there. It really is. It's almost like he's the Sith Lord and he just kind of moves a few things around. <laughs> okay, move this motherfucker. Like he's just gonna wave in his hand. Like this is not your tackle. <laughs> move him out the way. All right, touch it. Yeah. Now, it, <laughs> it'd be more like that's touchdown. <laughs> I think what has happened now is that the Jets have shown have been exposed. Yeah. And here's because the Jets have had a you know for what they've had they've had a good year. Coming off the string of shit they've had for the last decade and a half, yeah. they're having a good year. But now we have seen where their Achilles heel is. And well, let's not forget the the controversy, I shouldn't want to say controversy, the debacle that is, you know, uh, Zach. Yeah. Well, because that press conference, and that's all they've talked about today. It's yeah. all any analyst has talked about with the Jets is how he's, uh, he doesn't take responsibility. Yeah. Well, I, I, here's where I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass. He's a young guy. This is his first taste of some losing like this, you know. 
And, and I just thought he's just not thinking. But, if, but my big point on this is with the Jets specifically, if you were a Jets fan and you were told, hey, you're going to be 6-4 and four for 10 games at the beginning of the season. Oh, I'd take that. You'd have taken that. Oh, I'd take that. We talked about how much we liked the Jets preseason. We talked about we liked the Jets and we liked the Lions. Because we liked the coaches. And we liked that the players like want to play they, for these guys. We, we like what they were doing, yeah. The Jets are just young. True, but I'm not going to give him a pass because, yeah. he yes, he's young, but it's not his first year. It isn't just him. The whole roster the whole is young. The whole roster is young, but... He has to be a leader. Yes, he does. And he's yeah. not. Zach Wilson has to be he a leader. He just showed he's not. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. And but I do think that's a young roster, and I think I that... I agree. You, I think there's some, if you want to call it grace or whatever, just I'd give him a little bit of a break and say, hey, let's just keep it moving and move on to the next one. I'm not going to give him the pass, but I expect this to be temporary as an issue. They will address it. <laughs> You know, once that press conference is over, he's getting called into the head yeah. coach's office. He's getting called into the GM's office yeah. and says, you need to realize that when you talk, you don't talk about you. You talk about us. Yes. Yeah. So when you sit there and say no, one, you're wrong. And two, you are not talking for you. You are talking for 15 guys, a handful of coaches, a GM, yeah. practice squad, all these guys. Before you open your mouth... Stop, think, then talk. Yeah. And he doesn't do that right now. Yeah. And that's what's shown. If you look at playoffs, if you look at playoff standings, and it's where yeah. you're 10 games in, so you got yeah. seven games to go. Uh, Chiefs are the number one seed now in the AFC with the Bills having the two losses back to back. Bills right. win again this week. But the Bills are a game behind the Dolphins. The Dolphins Tua. are taking over. Tua. Yeah, they were on bye this week. Yeah. But they get to be the, they're the number two seed. The Titans. Who are running away with the South? Nobody else Nobody is else in there. Nobody Nobody's else is doing there. They're awful. The Titans have seemed to right their ship, and Ryan Tannehill is back. I, you know, we had the Ryan Tannehill rule, <laughs> which we changed to the Dak Prescott rule. I buy it. Are we going to go back to the Ryan Tannehill? I'm going to talk to Tyler about let, it this week. Let, let, let's wait and uh, see if they what they do in the playoffs. Yeah. Let's wait till the playoffs and yeah. then we can make that. Yeah. I'm okay with leaving it as now the deck Prescott rule. Yeah. It makes sense to me because uh I think that it's it's equally accurate. Yeah. That makes sense. As yeah. what we had it in the, as a Tannehill rule. But if the Tannehill rule if the t- if they get to the, to the playoffs and they they're one done or you know they don't even make the conference championship, we can leave it the deck Prescott okay. rule. But if they get to the Super Bowl, then we have a conversation after uh, postseason. Okay. All right. Um, after that, we'll get the Ravens, who are leading the North. Uh, they are a game ahead of the Bengals. Uh, you have Buffalo, the Patriots, and the Bengals. They're currently the three wildcard teams. Yes. Uh, the Bengals are getting hot. Yeah, they're starting to figure it out. They're starting to figure now, it out. They are. And it, it is as funny. They won four to five, I think it is? Four out of the last Four to five. five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've won two, three, four, five, six of the last eight. But look at how brutal the schedule is. Titans, Chiefs. Titans, Chiefs, the Browns. They'll have Deshaun Watson back then. Yes. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Deshaun Watson's yeah. about. Yeah. We're not going to really – I mean, yes, he's practicing, but he hasn't played in yeah. three years yeah. in a real yeah. game. So, But let's get back to We'll this. see. Rest of the schedule. Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. They have, they have – well, they – 
Hey, they have a number one schedule. They have a first place schedule. They have a first place and, schedule, and, it's not and you easy. have to play the yeah, and you play the entire NFC South, and they still haven't played the Bucks. Um, this is not going to be easy for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. They're no. going to need Jamar Chase back quick. They really do, and and, they, and they've been impressive. I mean, they won thirty seven thirty, and that game wasn't as close as that. That was a very last minute score by the Steelers. Right. I watched the fourth quarter of that game. We got it was. The Cowboys game was so bad that they actually came in on our local broadcast and said, we're going to switch you to the Steelers-Bengals game, a more competitive game. And it was a 14-point game. It was two t- It was two t- Now, look, you look and you go, well, we've 14, seen this. We've 14, seen this happen before, but it does not happen often. It's pretty points, rare. It's not like 14 points is like... Oh my God, that's a quick way to come back. That's hard to come back from oh, yeah. itself. Oh yeah. So if you're if you're switching to the fourteen point game, that means your game was real bad. Forty to three. Forty to three. Forty to three is all you have to say. But I got to get it though. Yeah, Joe Burrow looked great. Yeah, he's getting. He, they're figuring it out. Yeah. They're coming on in the second half of the year, making a good look at that playoff run. We're seeing the highlights right now of the Cowboys-Vikings game. He got 80 yards on the ground and 110 in the air. He's phenomenal. He's totally, I'm telling you, Pollard is crazy good. Yeah. So, I mean, I really think that, I think barring, I mean, the Bengals are the team I think could fall out. Just on schedule alone. Yeah, on schedule alone, they they got a rough road. Yeah. They got a rough road. So you could see the Jets or the Chargers play their way in. But I think for the most part, we know who's going to be in this playoffs for the AFC. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I, mean, I don't see the Chiefs, the Dolphins, much. the Titans, or the Ravens going, or the Buffalo Bills going anywhere. I don't either. That where they sit will shuffle, but I don't see yeah. any of them not going. Yeah, the question will be the Patriots. Patriots are question marks in my eyes. I think um, whether or not uh, the Ravens are a number one seed or not will be a question. But that's. I don't, it's not a question of will they be there, it's where will they be once yeah. they get there. Well, and now the Dolphins, the Titans, the Ravens, and the Bills, they're all going to need some help because the Chiefs are a game ahead of them. This is where Buffalo really blew it by losing two games in a row because they had the title. They had the lead, team. yeah, they had the lead there. And now the Chiefs are up, and it's like, okay, are you going to go play an Arrowhead? Yeah. Let's see who they've got. They're the not going to have the an Chiefs easy schedule. The schedule is the Rams – who are bad? They're not good. Let's just say it out loud. They're, they're not. That's good. a bad team. Um, the Bengals. That's a test. That's and a test. That's it's, at Cincy. It's at Cincy. So this is something that really could help, and in Cincinnati needs it. Yeah, Cincinnati and this needs is gonna, this win. I suspect that's going to be a shootout. It's absolutely going to be going down to the wire. I do not expect a lopsided victory. But then you got two in a row for the Chiefs here. Yeah. Look at this: the Broncos, Broncos and the Texans. That's two W's. On the road. I mean, the next, the only, honestly, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. It's yeah. really Bengals and the Seahawks. Yeah. That are going to test them. They have a far the easier schedule than the yeah. Bengals do. I mean, this is, yeah, this is, they have all those division games and the division is bad. And then you throw the Texans in there. Yeah, because they've already played the Chargers twice. Yeah. They played them earlier in the year. And they and they just both, played them. They beat them both times. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't see the Chiefs losing. I mean, if they're going to lose, it's at Cincy or a, or a muddy, cold, shitty game in Arrowhead against the Seahawks. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. I mean, and that's I, Honestly, I, 
I don't see that. You're, and I don't see that either. Here's the thing. Even if it's a muddy shitty, it's still in Arrowhead. They're at home yeah. against the Seahawks. Yeah. I don't believe in Arrowhead magic. It's not a question of Arrowhead magic. It's that it's not what it does for the Chiefs. It's what it does to the other team. Yeah. Because the, the crowd noise is for real. We've been to Arrowhead games where it's yeah. like that. That crowd noise is for real. Yeah. And it's not about, it's not that. It's when it comes into play when the Seahawks have the ball. We've seen it happen too many times where the, the crowd noise makes it happen. <laughs> All right. Is there a quick pause there? I'm going to tell you, y'all missed oh, a great one. No, um, we will not recap. Oh, we're not going to recap that. No, 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 no. We can't do that. That's, that's like hitting the, the pause music. No. Anyway, um, Let's get on to the NFC. So now the NFC, the Eagles are in the driver's seat, 9-1. and one. Not surprising. The Vikings took their second loss. That helps the Eagles. Um, Vikings are way ahead of the division, though. I True. Mean, they, yeah, no, they built a pad. They, they could afford a blowout like that yeah. because of the lead they have. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're four games up on the Lions, five on the Packers. And uh, who else? And then the Bears, they're like, I think, six games up? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, but now we're looking at Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Bucks. It looks like the divisions are going to stay where they're at. I don't see, Well, the, 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 the thing is here is that the biggest risk right now is actually Dallas to Philly. Yeah, but Dallas Minnesota is not going to fall out. Yeah. That division's not, is, is, the rest of it, that division is not going to well, change anything. Seattle's in the same boat. Nothing else in that division is going to change. Really. Well, they're going to sit there. I, I think the team that can catch Seattle... Is San Francisco. It's San Francisco. Because they'll have, they'll have identical records if the 49ers win this game tonight. Mm-hmm. So when you hear this, so this game will already be over. So you could see a change there. But then again, you look at that first seven. It's the Eagles, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Bucks. The Bucks are the tallest midget in that NFC South. That, that, yeah, um, they're going to walk out of that with no yeah, problem. With no, no problem because everybody else is bad. And they're starting division. to actually play better yeah. by a little bit. Yeah, well... A little bit. They're not. I don't even know what they are. I, I I disagree with people so badly on that. I think he had one good series in that game. He had, he's and had then, two good games, not great games. And it, then I, and then they had the bye week this week. So it's kindling. There there's it's a slow burn. They're getting there. And then you got you know, Cowboys, Giants, 49ers, and the Commanders. We're calling the Commandos in this podcast. I like the Commandos. The That's commandos. a better name. We're doing the Commandos here. The Commandos yes, in the 6-5. and five. Now, the Commandos, to me, are the team that they are seem to be getting their shit together. Yeah, well, they bench Carson Wentz. They, they bench Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. They, they finally good. figured out that Wentz can't win. Yeah. So, I do think we'll see a battle yeah. there in the NFC East. I want to see. I think I'm going to know more about the Giants after the Thanksgiving Day game. I would agree. I would agree. I just I want to see that game before I make a final opinion on how I feel about it. The two teams I feel, cl- the, the, I'll say this also about the list here, because the one is Detroit's playing better. Mm-hmm. They've, they, got a, they got another win. Three in a row. They've got three in a row here. They're building some now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think they're going to charge through the rest of it? they got Bills next. That's not an easy game. they got the Vikings in three weeks. And then Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. They've got a couple of hard games, but they've got winnable games here for yeah. them, too. So yeah, they're, they're not going to get – they're not in the playoffs. No. But Dan Campbell has turned that ship around in the last three I think they're. I think the rest of the team, after the, the, the trade for um, – uh, what's his name? When they trade Hawkinson. Hawkinson, thank away, you. Yeah. I was going to say Hutchins. That's Hawkinson. Yeah. Um, I think there is something there where the team has now finally bought in 
to the concept, and it's paying off well. How much it'll pay off this year is a question mark. I would love it if they could turn this thing around and actually make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but it would be a really cool story. I think that the Lions are going to have to make a quarterback change before they get that far. Yeah, I would agree. That's yeah. But that's what we expect them to do in, in I the do, offseason. I do expect that in the offseason. We expect yeah. the offseason that they're going to do a little bit of changing the yeah. guard there and figure that part out. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Lions for just a second here. Yeah. So the Lions lost the first game, won the second, and they had a five-game losing streak, now a three-game win streak. But in, so in their six losses, they lost by three week one of the Eagles, who we know the Eagles are good. Oh, yeah. They lost at Minnesota by four. We know the Vikings are pretty good. They lost against Seattle by three in a 48-45 shootout. Total shootout. And they got their ass kicked by the Patriots. The Cowboys beat them up pretty good, 24 and they lost to the Dolphins. Dolphins are really good. They lost by four. They lost by four. These are one-score games. Yes. Yes. That's what, four of their seven, four of their six losses? Four of their six losses are by less than, or four points or more, or less. Yes. I mean, that's competitive. And then if you just watch Dan Campbell in an interview, how can you not want to play I, for that guy? I, want, I, I really think he's changed the culture in oh, Detroit. Oh, man. And that's going to start. People are talking about him getting released at the end. No, no. Dan Campbell is the best thing that's turning that culture around. It's not about paying off in wins now, yeah. even though they have got three in a row. It's a question of what, are your tra- what is your trajectory this year, next year, the year after, the year after. And if they've... The dumbest thing they could do is get rid of Dan Campbell right now because he's got the hot hand. People, these players who are let's be, let's be honest, they've got some talent, but basically Detroit's a mediocre team. But he's got them playing better than they are. I'll go, a and step that's what further. you want. I got a step further. They got four games coming up where they're going to be the favorite in the game. The Jags, the Jags, the Panthers, the Panthers against the Bears, and I'll bet you. I'll bet their the last game of the season at Green Bay. I'll bet you the Lions are the favorite. I bet they're because I bet they win three out of three of those four of the four, and I bet they're sitting there at seven wins, and that gets them to eight and nine. Aaron Rodgers has already got the truck warming up outside. Oh yeah, shit inside. He's done. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I'm willing to bet if they can if they can get the Jags, the Jets, and the Panthers, and. Then you've got. I say. I say and they you can still get, have games. I still the think Jets. that. I think they can beat the Jets. I, I think, think they, they can, can beat too. the Jags. I think they can beat the Bears and the Panthers. That's yeah. four more wins. Yeah, I mean they could. They could win four or five more games here. I mean that's the thing. And if they so if they get five more wins, that looks pretty good walking into the Packers. Yeah, yeah. So I mean it's it's unbelievable. I think he's doing a great job. And I know that three weeks ago, and they had lost five in a row. They people look, talk oh, about about about, about firing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but and he stuck behind his DC. Yes. He stuck behind Aaron Glenn. He said, "No, I'm not gonna let you fire my DC. Trust the process." Yep. They got through the five game losing streak. They've won three in a row. They're gonna be a favorite for the next ball. seven. They're playing good ball. Yeah. And then in the NFC, it's the interesting the kind of the competition to me is that Seattle San Francisco thing. What's gonna happen there? There's. Yeah. Because San Francisco looks like they're on the uptick. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that if Seattle hasn't plateaued. In the 49ers schedule, they've got a couple tough ones. They've got a Dolphins team and a Bucks team coming. Yeah, that won't be easy. But they got the Saints next week, who they should beat. They should. 
Then they've got a game at Seattle, the Commandos, the Raiders, the Cardinals. See, they they have a real shot at not at, at sticking. They right now they're what the seventh team in. Yes, but they're that, only one game back in the division. They're only one game back. And if they win tonight, they'll be even. In the division. They'll be even. I think they have a real chance of at at a. I don't see them not making the playoffs. I think they have a chance to overtake Seattle. Yeah. Um, and the 49ers won the first game with Seattle. They'll have a second one coming up in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah. So that might be the one you have to circle that on 12-15, on December 15th. That might be the game. That's a Sunday night game. That'll decide who's the number one seed. That might. Well, no, I don't think it'll be the number one seed. I think the Vikings will still be ahead. No, 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 not, not for the division. I'm saying for the division. The divisional division. Who wins that division? Who wins that division? That might Sorry, be the yeah, game that not wins the, number the division. One overall. Because they'll, if they move ahead by a game and they have a tiebreaker... Then the Seahawks will need two teams to beat the 49ers down the road. Yeah. I did see in the pregame show tonight, Steve Young was saying he thinks that that's going to be the team left at the end of the season. He thinks the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. I I'm th- not willing to go there because of Garoppolo. I'm just not. I understand, where you're, I, I understand where, you're, where you're there with Garoppolo. The problem, the thing I have is that it's kind of like what we talked about, you know, coming out of the preseason and quarterbacks weren't, the teams weren't ready because they weren't playing their yeah. starters. Because of Trey Lance, because of the yeah. late start for they got they got to that point later than everybody else. I but see they, you on there. They're yeah. gotten there now. Yeah, they're firing on all their their cohesion on the field as a team is now starting to appear on yeah. you know on their on their weekly games. Yeah. If they can hold on to that, I think they can surpass Seattle. Well, I think he, they're a stronger team than Seattle. They have more talent than Seattle. Yeah. They're definitely more loaded. Here's than what's Seattle. crazy about it. Let's, these are the seven teams currently in the playoffs in the NFC. Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Bucks, Cowboys, Giants, 49ers. That's three NFC East teams. It too. is three NFC East teams. Yeah. And the Commandos only half a game back. Now, if you take those seven, and let's take Washington. Let's include Washington. We'll include Washington as the alternate. As an alternate. As an alternate, yeah. If you say, okay, we're going to get in the playoffs, and what do you need in the playoffs? You're going to eventually need someone who can win you a game. You need somebody who can carry the load. Which of those eight teams has a quarterback that can carry them in a playoff? I only see two, and I only have one that's proven. And I don't like their team. <laughs> I, I know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I see, the, I see what you're seeing, but I see the possibility... Yeah. Of a couple others. Yeah, now, now, I think Jalen Hurts can be that guy. I think he can be when that guy. When I say guy. two, I'm saying it's Jalen Hurts, who just hasn't proven it yet. He hasn't been in the playoffs. He hasn't been in the playoffs yet, yeah. But you got to look. Tampa is the tallest midget. They're the, He's the best the team in the midget. South. They're the and, most experienced in And they've got situation. the one quarterback. Who knows the playoffs Who knows how to play the playoffs. Anybody. Better than anybody he knows the playoffs. And, that's, and for them, that's what you need. Yeah. Now... If we're talking that, there is always the. We talked about it earlier. If they come out hot, Dallas can finish this. Yes, I but, believe so. But if they don't, that's their Achilles heel. Yep. They would have to do something they have not shown us, not this year, not for the last three or four years. Yep. And that's that ability to come from behind and put. And for a Dak to put the team on his shoulders. Yeah. And that, I, I don't. I, I want to blame Mike McCarthy, but there's a reality of he's the one on the field. Yeah. He's the one ultimately generaling that generaling generally. He's the general in, yeah. Commanding that team. Yeah. 
and he hasn't done it historically. Yeah, I agree with all those points. I think I trust Dak, though. I I like Dak Prescott a lot more than some people do. I do. I think he's... But what I don't like with the Cowboys using, I'd use him more in the run game. And that's what I was about to say, is if you're going to play that role with Dak, you have to stick to your script. We have, how many times have we said, you know, we talked about it just a couple weeks ago with Tennessee, where they put Derrick Henry on the goddamn sideline. You can't carry your best player on the sideline. In the middle of an overtime, you know, you can't do that. You have, even though you may be playing, you know, time-wise, you may be playing from behind, you may be in your two-minute drill, do not abandon your script. Because that is what got you there. It's going to get you across the finish line. Yeah. Because the other team is more likely to do it than you because they want to change things up and yeah. they're getting desperate. Well, I mean, you just look don't at Don't get desperate. And I'm looking at these teams in the middle there. I'm looking at the Vikings and I go, well, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Last night proved it. Seattle. Geno's played as good as Geno Smith can play. But they don't have, the rest of that team is not, not as talented as yeah, the other teams Yeah, and I don't think that he can carry you. Yeah. Tampa's got Brady. The Cowboys, I mean, we just talked about that. The Giants are suspect right now. Daniel Jones ain't the dude, and their best player is Saquon Barkley. And I don't know that that can, you can't, you can't come from behind down four with two minutes to go in the ball because you have a great running back. It's the the same thing with Tennessee, is that you've got Derrick Henry, but you can't leave him on the sideline. But if you have him in the field and you're out of time, you can't just run Derrick. And the Commandos. Sitting there with Tyler Heineke. Again, same thing. Uh, he, he just don't have a, he doesn't have a history of it. They might be able to get in the playoffs. But, but there's I, already three NFC East teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see be, a full division making the playoffs. No, I don't see it happening. To, you would have to have the 49ers or the Seahawks would have to drop out. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. The, now if the commanders get in, it's because the Giants fall out. Yes, it would, it would be the Giants. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, um, hey, last thing I want to talk about is we're at midseason. We're 10 games in now. Yeah. We might as well vote on an MVP right now. <laughs> a midseason MVP. There's been a lot of talk. You know, everybody's always talking about week to week. And, they, you know, yeah. two weeks ago it was Josh Allen. I was talking about Jalen Hurts. They both had a couple subpar games. This is Mahomes' is to lose now, isn't it? I would have to. In- Yes, I would agree with that. I would say that the the best contenders at this point for me in that conversation against Mahomes is probably still Jalen Hurts. He's in that conversation. I agree. Nine and one, you can't argue. Oh, I, I don't agree. care who you are. And yes, they had a they had just eked one out, but he did yeah. put two. He was Patrick Mahomes esque, yeah. putting two scores on the board in the fourth yeah. quarter, finished that game. The other one. I, I think you still have to include Tua in that conversation. You like Tua, yeah. I like Tua. I like that not only what he's done, I like that he's answered the naysayers. Yeah. You really have to, yes, he's got plenty of talent. But if you're sitting there telling me that Mahomes doesn't have enough talent around him either with a good defense and doing all the same things, yes. Yeah. So, in my eyes, I think you have to include <coughs> Tua in that conversation. He may not be... As effective as Patrick Mahomes on, on a week-to-week basis, but I'd say he's doing as well with what with the team he has and the, and the competition he's playing, yeah. facing. You can't deny that he's answered the naysayers. He's answered the call 
especially when you consider what the expectations were walking yeah. into the season. Nobody thought, no, nobody walked into the season and said Patrick Mahomes going to have a shit year. No. Or he's not, you know, he had a good year a couple years ago, but he's really kind of fallen off. Nobody thought that about Patrick Mahomes. But on Tua and Jalen Hurts, it was all big question marks. Like, Is they it? were never proven. And here we are talking about them now as playoff teams. Yeah, so let me ask a question this way about, about the Mahomes thing then. Is Mahomes going to be, we mentioned the Michael Jordan comparison a little bit ago. Yeah. Is it going to be the Michael Jordan deal when it comes to MVPs? Where we look for an excuse to give it to somebody else because he's just so dominant? Is he so dominant, though? I mean, I, I'd say, look, I've already said, we've talked about I think skills. he's the best quarterback in the league. And I do think, I've said that if you're a team, there's only two teams that have that dude at quarterback. It's the Chiefs and Buffalo. I'm willing to say that Jalen Hurts is going to be can get to that point. He's improved every season. He's improved that, yeah. But I, I wonder if, and I don't mean this this season. I mean this over the next seven years. We're talking about these next sure. seven years sure. of yeah. Mahomes' prime. He's going to always be in the MVP race. Yeah. Are we going to see years where people are going to pick somebody because well we can't keep giving it to Mahomes? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Because yeah. when we start looking at the crop of talent that are, that, yeah. that are also going to be currently around yeah. and maybe even up and coming, uh, let's. I mean, we can always off season. We'll talk about the next draft class. Yeah. And we're talking about a quarterbacks that you know last year wasn't very good. We know this year people are looking forward. There's to that two or three. Like There's that. two or three in this draft that'll be really good. So unfortunately, one got hurt this past week. But if we're looking at let's say the next five to seven years of current talent. There are a few people who have emerged that have to answer that longer question. Jalen Hurts is definitely one of those. Tua is definitely one of those. Josh Allen is also going to be one of those guys yeah. who's always in the conversation because yeah. of his talent. And I know there's a knock on him right now, you know, protection, you know, yeah. the amount of interceptions he has. This is He has regressed a little bit, but he, we know he can be that good. Yeah. He just has to get back there in his head. Yeah. It's not a talent issue. You know, it, and but that's where it's like you take a guy like Dak, he's not in the MVP conversation. Yeah. And he's got a hell of a talented team and he's looking at playoff potential as well, commandingly. But he's not in that conversation. Yeah. Brady's not in that conversation. So there's a few guys there where, mm. you know, a Tua, a Jalen, we can always uh, we can always and Lamar is also hey, Lamar, always, yeah. always going to be in that conversation year in, year out because of what his talent can do. Yeah. But there's another part of that that says, to me, if you're going to win an MVP, it's not about not only what can you do, it's do you make everybody else better. That, to me, yeah. is the MVP question. Do you make everybody else better? So if you look at what the rest of the Chiefs are doing, not what Patrick Mahomes is doing, but... You know, you look at the receivers, you look at the tight ends, you look at the running backs, you look at their defense and say, what are they helping with? Mm -hmm. what, are the, what is Patrick doing that influences their game in the positive? And you'll do the same thing for Lamar, you do the same thing for Tua, you start looking at Jalen saying, are they helping their defense? Are they getting yeah. the distribution to all the receivers? Something Pat, we talk, just talked earlier, he's seeing more of the field. Yeah. What about these other guys? Are yeah. they seeing more yeah. of the field? Yeah. Start asking those questions. Yeah, so the, I, I think that you got a great point there. And I think that, okay, so I think the difference between Patrick Mahomes today versus Patrick Mahomes three seasons ago. Patrick Mahomes is not going to go out there and get you 425 every week. Doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. And that's not who they are. 
Nope. It does, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing they're not in 42-35 shootouts. Yes. It's they have a, a defense, finally. Yes, it's a good thing. And I do think he makes everybody better. He makes everybody better to this point. There was two people that I think are non-quarterbacks that have to have consideration for this MVP. One, if the if the Giants keep winning, Saquon Barkley has to be get some has to get some votes. He'll have to get some votes. He won't win it, but no, he'll get some votes. But he's and he's been fantastic. And then I gotta say this: last three weeks, I don't know that there's a better player in the NFL right now than Travis Kelsey. A good argument for that. And, and he is that good? He's it, he is separating himself not amongst tight ends, just players in general. Yeah, what I what I mean by that is, I mean, he again, he doesn't have, he's not going to have your traditional fifteen catches, two hundred and thirty yards, and two touchdowns. It sometimes is six catches for four touchdowns. Yes. He's just such a weapon that he gets in the spots that nobody else can do, and. You can argue, you know, we talked about the Tyreek Hill thing, which I think is over-talked about now. And the reason being is that wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. He just happens to be a tight end. He's too big to wield. It's the same as the the Patriots for 10 years. Wide receiver one was Gronkowski. Yeah. And I think that Kelsey's playing at such a high level that it needs to be said he's playing the tight end position like the best wide receivers. Yes, yes. I mean, I if you were going to go out there and say who are the best four or five receivers, Justin Jefferson, AJ uh, Brown. And, yeah, I think you got to look at. Um, um, I mean, I'm. I'm partial to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. I think you look at Stephon Diggs. Definitely. Travis Kelsey Kelsey. is just as good a weapon as any of them. He's in the passing game. If anything else, I would actually say he's a little bit more clutch. Well, I think because he's the one guy that even when he's covered, he's open. I mean, Justin Jefferson. I would have. I would have. Until yesterday, I would have said the same thing about Jefferson. Yeah. Until yesterday, Jefferson's. Well, I think a lot of that was Kirk Cousins throwing the ball, but. Two weeks ago, that catch Jefferson back. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Phenomenal. There's no Odell Beckham yeah. And I still think there's a sliver of hope, if you're a Chiefs fan, that you're going to end up with Odell Beckham. I still do think it's Dallas. I think it's Dallas. I it's all it's said Dallas. and done. And imagine how good they'd be if they had him. Like, right now, if I look at the Chiefs, I almost think that an OBJ would be disruptive. Oh, I Not, not personality-wise. So. I think he just disrupts the talent on the field. Oh, I, I think the Chiefs are firing on all cylinders. They don't need an OBJ. Oh, God. But it's another guy you can't cover one guy. But you can't cover just one guy. Yeah. It's, but, but, okay, so here's what happens if Kansas City gets OBJ. This is what this, I, I'm predicting this now. If Kansas City gets OBJ, here's the conversation all week long. Why didn't you just keep Tyreek? But... So that's the truth. You're the, sitting there here's and the you're, reason. you got rid of Tyreek and now you're going to get an OBJ yeah. so you can finish the fucking season. Well, here's the thing. Why get rid of Tyreek in the first well, place? Well, there's two reasons. One, OBJ's a lot cheaper. He is cheap. Because he's, he's only going to play games. five He's only going to play five games. It's all said and done. <laughs> and he's not going to be on a multi-year contract. Nope. That's not true. this season. And then you got a lot coming back. Yes, yes. Look, here's but, the thing. Is, but there is no player. you understand player. where I'm going yeah. with that. Is there if you're is talking no about player. OBJ to the Chiefs, you're yeah. going to bring up... 
I, we have already said, yeah. we were talking preseason, we are both sick and tired of them talking about Tyreek Hill every time yeah. the Chiefs come out of play. Shut up about, about yeah. fucking Tyreek Hill yeah, with because... the Chiefs. He's not on the team. He's been on the... Like, I get it for a week or two, but it's been fucking 11 weeks, and they're still talking about goddamn Tyreek Hill. Every, every broadcast, every broadcast, every week. And if they get OBJ, that's... The whole year is going to be that conversation. But I'm look at it, it. And I don't... And again, I think that OBJ is going to be in Dallas. Yeah. I do. I think he's going to end up in Dallas. I think that's a marriage made in heaven for him. I agree. And that makes them really good. Um, the other difference between Odell Beckham and Tyreek Hill, I'm going to say this is going to piss the Tyreek Hill fans off. Odell Beckham is an actual wide receiver. Where Tyreek has a speed dude. He's a speed guy who happens to catch the ball once in a while. Catches it pretty good. <laughs> no, he really doesn't. His drop rate's pretty high in his career. He catches some, But he catches the big balls. Yes. He but really his does. drop rates are really high. Odell Beckham, on the other hand... Is one of the best route runners, one of the best speed guys, He's got great hands. and he is one of the best hands yeah. in the history of this league. Yes, yes, won't deny that. Look, if Odell Beckham doesn't have two ACL tears and hadn't oh. played for the Giants oh. those last couple seasons, yeah, don't where no one will throw him the football, um, he's setting records that no one would break. I mean, he is hey, he, he made, is Randy Moss good. He made Baker Mayfield look good. Yeah. Okay, he's that good. He look, made fake it. There's your MVP. You make another player look good. He made he made he made Baker look good, and then he went to the Rams, and, and they made Stafford look good. And he was the reason they won. Yeah, in the end, because look at him this year. He was the reason they won. There's they no lost. Difference. They lost two things. They lost OBJ and they lost Von Miller. And look at him this year. They lost Andrew Whitworth too. Oh well, he re- they didn't lose him. He retired. He retired. He retired. But. I don't yeah, hate him for that. But they, but they, the big one is OBJ. That, that offense is horrible, and boy, it's real. So if you look, Cooper Cup's numbers went better when Odell Beckham showed up because he drew attention. He away. drew attention. You gotta have a and, if, and Odell Beckham was okay with getting three receptions a game. You want to know how the different the differences between Matt Stafford then and now? Who does he throw to? He throws to Cooper Cup almost exclusively. Yeah. Oh, they're bad. Okay. Where Patrick Mahomes is throwing to seven receivers, Matt Stafford's throwing almost exclusively to Cooper Cup. Yeah. And when you had OBJ, you finally had another target so they could make it happen. But that's not sustainable. Is the Rams, because the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, they're currently three and seven. I'm going to pull their schedule here real quick. Chiefs, Seahawks, Raiders, Packers, Broncos, Chargers, Seahawks. Were they the favorite maybe three of those? Raiders, Packers, Broncos, and at Packers, they probably won't be a favorite at Green Bay. I doubt they're favorite. Yeah, I think they're a favorite in two. Yeah, home games against the Raiders and the Broncos. Unless they start, unless they beat the, unless they won the next four straight, then they're they they probably get favored. Yeah. The rest of, I don't think they lost, they lost think, four in a row, and they lost to the Saints. And now they lose to the Saints. They've got three. Andy wins. Dalton went twenty of twenty five in that game. Andy, Andy Dalton with twenty of twenty five in that game. To me, I saw him play. I saw them playing two weeks ago, and I thought Andy Dalton should be drummed out of the league. Honestly, oh my god, they were awful two weeks ago. I don't understand why the Saints aren't playing Jameis Winston. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go all full on Saints no, fan no, no, here. We're not going to do this. But man, no, 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 uh, no reason that Andy Dalton should be playing quarterback. And if your defense has Aaron Donald on your defense and Jalen Ramsey, what the? Fuck does that say about everything else going on in your team? Yes. 
Is it bad that I think at this point I actually put him for not the reasons everyone else might think? Andy Dalton, Carson Wentz are equally as just awful at this point. Yeah, they're really bad. Redheaded quarterbacks. That's what I wasn't going to say. That though, that's what I wasn't going to say. I'm not going to say it's a ginger thing because it's not redheaded quarterback. I, they're you, just you tell bad me a quarter. good redheaded quarterback. I don't know that many redheaded quarterbacks. Ain't been one. I'll find one. I'll find. I'll bring it. I'll I'll look into it and think about it. Off the top, off the <laughs> top of week, my head. Next week, you next go week, Google. Go I'm Google. Google. I'm gonna do a little hey, Google. I'll Google this shit right now. <laughs> Best ginger quarterbacks. Best redheaded. That's that can't be a list of quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, there's everything in this world. <laughs> top. We got best redheaded athletes. Top, top ten two. quarterbacks. Image of redheaded. Well, open up the athletes. This is who's in there. There's the best redheaded athletes. There's got to be a couple of quarterbacks in there. Let's see. I mean, uh, not so far. Keep going. It's Chuck they include Chuck Norris. They include Chuck Norris is on. The, he, hey, hey, he trained with Bruce Lee. He's just, he's an athlete. I'll tell you something. Mark McGuire is in here. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Not, not one Sean quarterback. Not, not, not one, one quarterback. Not one football player. There's just not that many of them. No. There's just not that many of them. Yeah. You probably have more ginger wide receivers than you would have quarterbacks at this point. That's going to be your homework for this week. I'll find Find I'm, me a good redheaded quarterback. I'll, can I, can it just be again. decent? Can Hold it just on, be no. decent? Let's just say decent. I mean, well, look, if you're going to say and decent. Not, no, I mean, no, no. And I'm not there's include, been times when he was younger, Andy Dalton was a decent quarterback. Carson Wentz could you could Carson argue Wentz. you could and argue Carson Wentz almost won an MVP, but he, he was, got injured but he, and Nick Folk took over and, and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, so I but I, but the funny thing is is now looking back, do you think Carson Wentz would have won that Super Bowl if he didn't get hurt? No, exactly. No, absolutely exactly. not. Exactly. No, absolutely not. Exactly. They, there's no way the Eagles win that win that Super Bowl with Carson, Carson Wentz a quarterback. Exactly. No, exactly. So I I will look to see what I can find for a decent ginger quarterback. And I'm not going to, and I will, by just by rule, I will exclude Andy Dalton and Carson Wentz because we are already biased against them because yeah. we think they suck today. That'd be that bad. So we will remove the bias, take them off the table for that, and we'll find other. We'll find, I'll find that, one. That, I gotta find one. one. There's gotta be one. You gotta get your homework. There's gotta this be week. one or two out there. That is your homework this week, Uncle Rico. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's wrap it up on that. So, hey, we want to thank Caesar Sportsbook for sponsoring the podcast. Don't forget to look in the show notes. Click the uh, click the link. You're gonna get matched up to up to twelve hundred and fifty bucks in free bets on your first loss on Caesar Sportsbook. Look, folks, don't be betting twelve hundred bucks on one game unless you got cake for days. But we're here to you know tell you you know get it done. Do it the right way. Uh, you also do get an extra fifty dollar bonus when you use our link. You know, use our show notes. Link in the show notes. On Caesar Sports, we appreciate them. Um, Ellen will be gone on the point five this week, so we're either going to take a Thanksgiving break, or the main man P Money may be coming in. So we're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to wait maybe till Thursday, Friday, see how things. We're going to get through Thanksgiving. You know, eat a little pumpkin pie, have a little turkey. You know, I got something hidden from everybody else because we're hosting at our house, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, are you coming by the you coming by the crib on Thanksgiving? I'll come. I'm, I'll, I'm gonna pop by the crib. Yeah, pop by the crib. If you're listening, you want to come by the crib on Thanksgiving? Just give me a shout. <laughs> At Coach Bono Show no, on Twitter. This is how it starts. Yeah, this is how it starts. 
Next thing you know, it's 2 a.m. There's 7,000 people. There's choppers overhead. This is what you did. It's your fault right now. <laughs> My mom's going to be pissed. Come into the museum. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Hey, Bob. But thanks. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, folks. I hope you enjoyed this podcast tonight. Uh, I want to thank Uncle Rico for coming in studio here. I want to thank Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, for all you do behind the scenes. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. Until this weekend, or maybe even next Monday, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week, happy Thanksgiving, and remember your time tokens are not a fun. Take care, everybody.